See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. The, the, whatchamacallit, that band, uh, the Chili Peppers. Yeah, Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge, yeah. Well, obviously I didn't throw away that kind of glorious content. Hi, my name is Mal, with me as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown, and this is, of course, the world-renowned, world-famous, everyone wants to be us, Slow Robot a Go-Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and that's all those lies. Everything was a lie up to uh, my name. And even that was a lie. Okay, yeah, so anyway, oh man, it's, it's uh, this ever a lie. is the show dedicated to B through Z grade movies. And that movie that you you picked kind of is a lie too. It's like oh. Civil Danny's only in like oh three my minutes God. of this movie. Can you, it was the most uncivil Danny, Civil Danny I movie know. ever. <laughs> our, our, one of our faithful listeners, Roddy Fry, yeah, uh, right, a, Roddy a friend Fry, of the yeah. show, we dig him. We, yeah, we dig yeah, his yeah, style. Yeah. He's like, yeah, do a do a civil Danning thing. You know, he he posted on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. You should join it. Yeah, really. Um, and I was like, okay, that's cool, you know, do anything for our super fans. So we, so I was like, oh, I look up, uh, I just kind of look at Sybil Danning's uh, IMDb page, and I ra- randomly go, meh, that looks funny, and I pick the tomb. Yeah. Well, the joke's on me, and sadly on our super fan, Roddy, because uh, she is in it for literally two seconds. The first scene. And then she's like, oh, okay, do I have my paycheck now? No? Okay, well, okay, goodbye. And that was it. I was like... Boo to you, sir. Boo to you, sir. That's we'll what I find think. another one. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know what though? She might have been in some that we've already done. She was. The she was warning, in the no. Panther Squad. Panther was, Squad and Warning from Space, or or not Warning from Space. Um. Without warning. <sighs> Dang it! I can't remember. But oh, the, the she, space like the the space one. I want to say Warning from Space, no, but it's I, not that's warning not from right. Space, that's uh, Japanese. Uh, know, moving on, moving on. So we'll anyway, find another one with more of her. Not next week, but soon. We'll we'll, we'll get back to that subject and do a, a a complete true homage, you know. Not not just a a cameo. Yeah. So what what have you watched this week? Oh, do you do it first? Because there is okay. something that I wanted to talk uh-huh. about and I can't remember. Right I have now. an extensive list. Okay. Oh good, my God. Good, go for you it. have time to think. Yeah. I watched a documentary called "I Know That Voice." Um. Oh yeah, about dubbing. Guys. Oh, I loved it. It was great. Um, obviously, you know, with the setup here, and I, I kind of dabble in it from time to time. I always am very interested in the in the voiceover and the dubbing process. So I was like, oh, that's. Well, cool. we watch a lot of movies that are dubbed. Oh yeah, of course, you know. And then I watched a uh, a western called Bone Tomahawk. Uh, Is that with uh, Kirk? Uh, yeah, Russell, yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, which you could tell he kind of took this one because he knew he was doing Hateful Eight. <laughs> so he was growing his hair anyway. He was like, meh, whatever. I'll get into character. Like, did this was his warm-up. Did yeah. guitar in it? No, he didn't. Uh, oh, but it bad. it wasn't... Yeah, boy, you know, and I bought Hateful Eight in the um, the Blu-ray, blah, 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 oh, you know. God. One of the worst things ever, and I've started doing this, and I really... I don't know what I should do about it. I started going to the... To oh, I know the, what I watched. I started going to the uh, uh, Criterion website. Oh, no! Like, once a week... <laughs> And like looking at it, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, uh, hold on, it's just it's, a, it's another money grab. Yeah. It's another it, way it, to take your paycheck. I know, like I, they for somehow Criterion, and I don't know what superpowers they have, in a in a in a in a world where where <laughs> DVDs are literally worth zero dollars and four cents, the, the Criterion continued to hold the thirty to forty dollar range, you know. Now, they are super remastered. It's the best of the best. You know, when you order... Like, on my birthday this year, May 3rd, uh, uh, Easy Rider's coming out. Well, of course I'm getting that. Yeah. And, you know, and I think my I think for my birthday I'm getting the uh, Lady Snowblood treatment that the one, in, the 1 and 2 came out on Criterion. But I start looking at this stuff and I was like, oh, man, that's a great movie. Hmm, I should buy that. It's the best one. You're like, oh, I, that's a scary... Slippery slope to get into, you know. Yeah, don't don't okay. do it, man. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it. Well, some like I don't mind about Easy Rider or Lady Snowblood. Those are no, but some of my favorites in the world. But don't just start buying them. I know. Uh, okay, back to the regular. So then I watched uh, Terminator Genesis, which I had seen in the theaters. 
Is that with Arnold's in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last one that they did. Uh, not the last one they're going to do, but the last one they did kind of huh. kind of reset it using the time thing so he can go away, you know. Move, yeah, pa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Passing yeah. the torch because obviously that franchise isn't going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, right. Then I re- rewatched the. Uh, oh, it's his friend. That thing. I, I like when movies are like franchises or like corporations or like stores. You know, and they really are stores because when they become a franchise, all the merchandising, all the paraphernalia, all the things that go along with it, they're just not a. Well, I'm think, I think they're not movies anymore. Oh, I know, and I think Terminator might be one that they're trying. They're trying to recapture the gold and and. Of the first one, like the very first one was oh, supposed to be some luck. some dippy sci-fi movie. It was a and B it, movie. It was a B movie, but it was like, oh, this is so awesome. Yeah, and everything it just blew up. And then the second yeah. one was even better because it wasn't super CG Townville USA. Well, and they used some, but I mean, like it was done lovingly. Like, yeah, and there was yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, story, yeah. and it was really great. And then from there, it went to oh my yeah, god, yeah. crazy town. But after that, it became yeah. So then after that, then I watched the a spoof that I had seen before called Superfast, and it oh, was. Excuse me for the interrupt. Uh, just remind me something when we talk about the my movie. Uh, just remind us of the case I forget because you know senior moments. Uh huh. I'm I, I want to pose the question whether CGI would have improved the movie that I picked. But anyway, we'll get back to that in like a you okay. know. I wrote it down so both of our old brains will remember. Yeah right. Okay, then I watched one called Superfast, which is a spoof on. The Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, I, heard about I had that. seen it before, but I la- I laughed so much at it. I watched it again. It just is spot on stupid. Like yeah. it's stupid enough to be like Airplane, and it it makes makes fun of Fast and Furious enough that I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it a lot. Oh, so yeah. I watched it again. Then I watched the uh, uh, cyber thriller called Nirvana with our friend uh, uh, Highlander guy, Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert, and uh, it was whatever. Who cares? Then I watched the Beatles classic, A Hard Day's Night. Is that a Criterion? Yes, that was okay. in that Criterion box. <laughs> okay. um, see, it's already started. Anyway, no, moving on. So <laughs> I watched that one, and I was like, wow, this is a... This is really old. Well, not that. They were really, like... Young? Screwball. Like, oh, yeah. the, like the, and the 60s and Britain, I'm not sure how that was, like, a hip, cool place to be. I know it was. It was. I know it was. The way they were acting and and stuff, I was just like, wow. That's more the different direct, time. That's more the screenwriter though. The basically, um, yeah. I, I, to clarify, I don't. I'm not making fun of the Beatles. Well, I, you can. Uh, I can. I make fun of them. Too. No, I'm talking about the whole time frame of the '60s. I was like, wow, what the hell was well, going on? Well, you know, here's what there? happened. From what I remember, the screenwriter basically followed the Beatles for like I don't know about a few weeks and saw what was going on in their lives. And he wrote a screenplay about it, but obviously he had, to make, he yeah. had to make it screwier. But it well, was, with the but grandfather it, but, and all that kind of but, stuff. But to an extent, yeah, that's what it was. They were like the biggest thing in the world back then. I, you, you don't, you don't kind. Of, I mean, you were, you weren't even born yet. You, you right. can't even comprehend. Oh no, no, it, because I'm it sure. went from like old, you know, conservative, you know, Scooby Dooby Doo, Frank Sinatra, mm. to this youth thing, like you know, and like Beatles, and everybody was like watching it and. All this merchandising, only oh, to be only to be rivaled by Batman a few years later. <laughs> Honestly, See, one of the things, it, well, I guess what I'm what I'm kind of getting at is every youth movement. When you look back at it, it's a snapshot of of idiot, idiocy, you know, of sure. stupidity, and that youth, youth y- is idiocy. That's what I mean. It, it's like the 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 total disregard, blatant, and their version, the '60s version of youthful exuberance is really odd to today's eyes. Like, when you watch it now, you're like, okay, Well, let you me know. ask you a question. Mm. That's... Hard Day's Night is to England what beach party movies were to right. America. It's Not to be like taken the, seriously. It's it, almost like the same right. thing, but one of them is a little more... I don't know. One of them's like, really, like, dippy, whatever. The other one's trying to be a little more, I don't know, screwballish, maybe, you know, sn- uh, snarkier or whatever, right. maybe. I don't know, but it's really, like... They're not the same thing, but in a way well, they kind of parallel each other. They parallel each other, but the only the only difference is the English, uh, like one humor is obviously different. Britain, obviously the, the English, English humor you know. drier and like the Beatles humor was more like self-contained. Like, hey, this is, who's these are going to jokes. save Grandpa? Yeah, right. Well, Grandpa's off t- hitting on women. Yeah, he's, like, eh. he's a clean man. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, yeah. and but I, the I, kids just yeah. wanted to go there to see the Beatles play. It was like going oh. to a Beatles concert. Plus, it was awesome. I mean, I do love the music. Yeah. Um, when I listen to them play, I'm like, oh, that's, you know, the songs, I've heard them so much throughout my entire life, yeah, you realize yeah, yeah, the yeah. importance of them. Just like when an Elvis song comes on, almost uh, almost 99% of the time, you've heard it before. Even like those weird gospel ones or whatever, you've just yeah. heard so much of it in your life, and you don't even know where or how. <coughs> so, uh, it was it just an odd movie. It was, it was not what I expected, but that's okay, really? too. Really? Never you know? seen it before? Mm-mm. Not nope. even on television? Past not that I remember. You know, beer took care of that. You know that what you should get? glimmer you, in my brain. You, you know what you should get to, just so you could see the, you could see the uh, the beginning and the end. Yeah. If they put it out, hopefully they do. If Criterion or something, let it be. There uh, you see the Beatles, like breaking up, haggard and, and tired, yeah, of each other. <laughs> yeah, That's it started out as a good idea, but oh yeah. yeah, we should talk about that on BOD because I'll tell you what, that, I I'll, I have a bootleg of it. Yeah. I can probably get it. We should watch it just yeah. so you can compliment your. Exuberant <laughs> fun. Hey, everybody, it's the Beatles. And at the end, it's like, uh, how do you want me to play this song? Yeah. All right. And then after that, I, pl- I watched uh, Austin Powers. And then after that, I watched Blade Runner, both of which I've seen a million times. But now yeah. I've seen them a million and one times. Okay. Um, Blade Runner, I don't know what, how to which feel for, about which, that. Which of the nine million I versions know, did, that's you, what I did hate you about watch? It. I have the director's cut, which I think has been since recut and recut and recut. That is one that I just can't get my head around. What's the problem? How, how can there be nine different versions of this stupid movie? It's a good movie. It's a fine, serviceable sci-fi movie. I like Harrison Ford. Uh, it. I don't know why it was retold so many different times. And the fan base of that movie would kill me for saying that. Like they're that rabid about rabid about the the, the their Blade Runner. And you're like, okay, I, I get it. It's a fine movie, but dude. Once and done it. Or maybe once, then director's cut if there was two scenes of boobies that he really wanted to get in and they'd cut it out. Then that's it. Let it go, bro. <laughs> Move on. You know, like... <laughs> one day, one day I really expect some director to think of his movie so important that he's going to show, like, he's going to have the entire film without editing. <laughs> you know, yeah. every take yeah. of the movie. Just so you can like get in there with your with your hundred hours and just finally like Hopefully you know. it's not Kubrick, because I heard he does a hundred takes yeah, of every exactly. scene. Yeah, exactly. Kubrick. <laughs> I'll be like, a, I don't have a month to watch your movie, bro. I can't it'll, be, do it. it'll be like it'll be like a twelve <laughs> Blu-ray box set of every piece of film that was ever shot for 2001 or uh, you might be taking it a little too seriously yeah so i mean do you like that movie which one blade blade runner yeah i do yeah i mean i haven't even i i see i can't even tell any different versions because i think i've only ever seen i've only seen the the original in the theater i I saw the first one then i saw this director's cut which i bought um i didn't like it i I mean i didn't the idea where it comes back and he turns out that he's like you know whatever no spoiler alert whatever I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, nah, okay. I don't know. Whatever. See, I didn't ever even saw that version. Uh, I mean... Why, did I ruin it for you? No, I don't care. I I, I really don't care. Wasn't the director's cut the version where he finds out he's a replicant at the end? No. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Oh, my God, this movie's from the 80s. Who cares? If, if that's a okay. spoiler for you, then bad yeah, on you. I'm sorry. Because there was, like, a briefcase edition, like, with that... I remember the guy, a guy at work was going on about it, and he had he bought the briefcase edition, which was eighty dollars or ninety dollars or something like that, and it had like five different versions. And I looked at him, I was like, "Why is there five versions of one film? Like, I don't, I don't even understand this." That's it, my okay. That's my list. So, what what do you got this week? Okay, what do I got? Well, um, I did watch something. I haven't watched the whole thing because it's four hours. Holy hell! And and on YouTube they have it in four one hour. Segments, which is just fine. This is uh, this is a uh, shout out to to our buddy Joust, some guy, uh, pr- a fan, and it's a pretty good, it's pretty well done for a fan thing. Did a four hour documentary about Todd Rundgren, <laughs> wow. the musician, <laughs> yeah, who's like who's like you know, he's you know him from a few songs if you just casually know him. You know him from was, that 70s show, if you're young. Yeah, right. In, in that 70s show, they had this whole thing about going to see Todd Rundgren concert. Oh yeah, so that's why. I I barely watched the seventies show, but modern modern one? youth youth era will remember because that seventies show wanted to go to the Todd Rundgren concert. Well, he, you know he's he did a lot of he as much as he did like as a performer, which was a lot. He did a lot as a producer, and and watching this, you get the impression that producing records 
was almost where he made most of his money because the one story that was really interesting in this was that he basically did he paid for the he heard bat out of hell mm. and they couldn't get a deal so he basically took it on and said i'll do it for you i'll pay for it and i'll try to sell it because i think it's a great idea that we're going to do like a parody and like i guess he must have some ownership in it so i think that record made him buku dinero because yeah. that's like one of the biggest records of all time but anyway what this thing is it's a four-part documentary and what it, the guy did who who uh, the fan who did it which he has Todd's you know blessings obviously because oh, yeah <laughs> there's like clips of Todd but they're not some of them are better than others but obviously he took them from various sources it's told in interviews with Rundgren so it's set up chronologically where he talks about something and there's a clip he talks about something else it's a clip there's some photos and stuff like that so I've watched the first two Wow. episodes which goes from like 67 to like 83 or something and it's uh it's really well done it's, it shows you what you can do if you're like obsessive about something boy, and, that, boy, and that's with, an investment of time though i mean to watch yeah. that four hours is a lot of time man but he just basically took narration yeah. uh, edited f photos interesting photos a few clips here and there four-hour documentary i mean and it was done on the cheap man it was done like with uh you know with what we work with for creature features with like uh you know the whatever it's called pro you know the adobe yeah, yeah, yeah. premiere or Premier whatever pro, yeah. it's done on that stuff you know and i guess todd has its blessing it, it's it's very informative it's very good so I, cool. I recommend it and it's on youtube and it's free wow. the guy even said it's a non-profit you know thing so go out and check it out joust that's so there crazy. you go. That's what I watched. So now you said it would be better with CG. What would it or would it not be better? No, no. With CG? Well, when we talk about our movie, Curse of the Black oh, Widow. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Was gotcha. that a, was, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's one thing I wanted to talk about: the curse of CG or the blessing of CG. So we'll, well talk. Well, I and, and if you hey, if you go to our website, I linked it on there. Um, there was a link to when CG is properly used and when it isn't, because uh. you can't. Well, you can, but you really... Sh I don't feel you really should come out and say, CG is bad and the devil. Because mostly, yeah. the, most movies do use it, and they use it so well you don't notice, and it's great. Like, it adds a few layers in the background, or it adds a little bit of depth to something, but it's not like the giant robot made out of CG. That's where what happens. Or, or, Dracula, Star Wars. Or, or Dracula summons a thousand vampire bats to attack. Bullshit on that, yeah. yeah. But... When it's just kind of filling out the cityscape, That's where it's perfect. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, here's some uh, trailer. Here's a trailer break. When we come back, I guess we're gonna get right into the curse of the Black Widow. Black Widow. Th does this trailer have CG? Sure. Why not? I got an idea. Okay. I'll open the fridge. You hit the lights. Bats are attracted to light. Fly in the fridge. I close the door. End of story. That's moths, you dumbass. Not bats. Oh yeah, moths. The legend of Frankenstein once again brings terror and nightmare to the screen in Lady Frankenstein. Joseph Cotton is Baron Frankenstein. But it's fate. Devil with his face, I don't care what he looks like. I want him to live. Sarah Bay is Lady Frankenstein. That is what they called your father's life's work, a monster. And they're right. They are not right. She's beautiful. She's evil. And she'll do anything for love. Would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me? She creates a new, more terrifying monster. And only the monster she creates can satisfy her strange desires. Using her beauty and her scalpel, she cuts deeply into men's hearts. Yes, you're right. Kill it. There has never been a movie like Lady Frankenstein. Rated R. What you see is what you get with Females for Hire. And it's a lot more than you have ever seen. Yes, Females for Hire makes the happy hooker look like Mother Goose. It's all here, all of it, with everything left in and nothing left out. The story of the jungle they call the street and the girls who have become the most dangerous game on earth. Here is the marketplace, the buyers and the sellers, the conners and the conned, the dream and the nightmare. Females for hire. They guarantee you a good time. The contract doesn't say you'll come out alive. You're playing with fire. With Females for Hire. From Independent International, rated R. 
under 17, not admitted without parent. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? The spook who sat by the door. The controversial best-selling novel now becomes a shocking screen reality. The story of the first black agent in the CIA. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. For five years, he was their token Negro. He kept his cool and let himself be used. And in return, they taught him how to spy, how to fight, and how to kill. For five years, he was the spook who sat by the door. And then, he turned the American dream into a nightmare. This is not about hate white folks. It's about love and freedom enough to die or kill for it if necessary. The Spook Who Sat By The Door. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. No, I I'm serious here. <laughs> Don't worry, Skrull. Now there are plenty of tards out there living really kick-ass lives. My first wife was tarded. She's a pilot now. I, I need for you to be serious for a second here, okay? I, I need help. There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> yes, not anymore, man. Uh, yeah, you know. We had an off-air McDonald's conversation. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of them. I mean, I actually went in, and it was taking me longer to get my food than the drive-through people. So it was like they're just getting gear. They're just gearing themselves for like. Not even people just yeah. driving and eating or so taking from, it home. So for more about McDonald's, you can tune into BOD because I just jotted that down on our list of yeah, things to right. talk about. Yeah, that's right. And if McDonald's ever wants to be our sponsor and give us lots of money. Then we'll talk about how great they are. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think they're great. <laughs> and other lives. <laughs> Free plug. Uh, anyway, uh, so what? what's our movie? What's our first well, movie? Let's, let's is do Curse of the Curse uh, the, of Black, the Black Widow. Widow. And I was trying to figure out why you picked this. I'll tell you exactly I why know I picked why it. You picked now it. you Go know ahead. why I picked it, yeah. right? Because of the... Patty Duke passed yeah, away. Yeah, Patty Duke so, passed away. So that was kind of sad. So I figured, what's no the homage, Patty Duke yeah. horror movie? Oh yeah, I I never actually never watched this movie, but I go yeah, I remember, I remember this movie. So this is a good chance to watch this yeah. movie, which I never got, a, uh, never had, and apparently this is a movie that's never been released on DVD, only VHS, mm. which is kind of weird because this is one of those Dan Curtis movies, who is the king of TV horror and the. 60s and 70s yeah. and this was the last of his horror you know movies and it was it's pretty formulaic in the cold chat it felt style. phoned in yeah i mean it, it was it was pretty formulaic but it's still kind of goofy fun because of all the people that are in it there's a lot of people in it and then that you recognize and then there's like this they i know the cameo made by the spider from gilligan's island was there because <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh yeah the, um i don't know this one was a little bit formula. Well, I, I c it couldn't keep my attention. Oh. It was hard for me to keep watching it. Like I did watch it. You know, obviously you do you're, when you're doing stuff for the show, you just power through stuff. And it's not that I hated it. It, it I had a real tough time just like staring at the screen. It was one of those where you're like, well, I guess I can noodle around on my guitar, and oh, maybe I should check oh, my text messages. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. let's go. It wasn't Our, an engaging story. It yeah. wasn't to me anyway. You know, um, yeah. Not again. Not like like all TV movies. It was well done, well produced. Uh, everything was good about it. Just like that gargoyle one. Nutty crap was happening that you always had to watch, and it and like the scenes that were shot straight were still funny because. They were drinking some off-brand beer from Texas and mean, stuff like yeah. that. Where this one was really just button up. Next scene, next scene, next scene. Commercial, next scene, commercial. How do you do? It was the yeah. last of his horror TV movies, yeah. so yeah. you know it was basically like. And it seems like it was probably like a setup for a series. Maybe they were trying to because if you take Tony Franciosa mm. and you just call him Kolchak. It's kind of like the same thing. This, the wisecracking secretary, the goofy guy, the goofy... Rhea Perlman's uh, sister or whatever she was. Ross Kelly. You know who was that? You know who Ross Kelly was? She no. was... Uh, she was uh, Pinky Tuscadero on You Happy Day. Was she? That's that Pinky was Pinky Tuscadero. Tuscadero. That's Pinky Tuscadero. Oh, my God. Dude. I would have enjoyed that more. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, Ross Kelly. Because yeah. the, uh, the Vons is on again, off again, love interest, but yeah, not really. Yeah, and then Tony Franciosa from Tons of TV and stuff. Yeah. And then Sid Caesar as, like, the landlord. All these quirky characters that you're right. They seem to work better 
in some of his other movies. Yeah. And yeah. Just, at this point, it just seemed like they were just like, oh, yeah, the quirky Dan Curtis character. And, you know, I don't know if it was him or the screenwriters, because he usually worked with Richard Matheson, who was a great screenwriter. And uh-huh. these guys weren't bad. I mean, it's not that bad of a story, but... No, 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 not at all. It was just a little bit kind of like... Tony Franciosa was good, but he wasn't as good as Darren McGavin or even... And nobody, nobody ran with it. Yeah. Like, like, like nobody... You know, just went to that chewing on the scenery level of insanity that kind of keeps you like, let's see where this is going. You well, know, Fran- like, well, <laughs> Francioso was kind of playing it over the top because he would make like these weird, like he would sit there to listen to like the some of you. Like, well, look at this, and he would make these weird poses or whatever. So I'm going that, like, he's really kind of like pushing the uh, that thing. With <laughs> one part, he's putting his leg he on the his leg on the desk, and it's and above his head. head yeah, and you're like, like, what the hell am I looking is, at here? What is, what is, yeah, this is blocking gone and muck. Like this is, you know, I was like, um. Am I supposed to be looking at this guy's crotch? What the hell's going yeah. on? There? I was sitting there and going like, he's listening. Yeah, that's the scene. He's sitting there and he like puts his pose like he puts his leg real happy and he leans his arm on it. And I'm like, why? Why is this? I like, know about the blo- the blocking technique and I understand it, but this is just unchecked blocking. Like, and then you have this thing and like when you're looking at this scene, it's almost like he was like. I'll bet you a dollar I can get away with doing this. And, the, and and one of the extras is like, no way, the director's going to shut you down. And he did it to win the dollar. Because how the hell can you do this? Like, you're looking at that screen going, ah, you don't know. And, and I was ah. wondering how he got his leg that high up. You know, he, must be, yeah. he must be double jointed. But anyway, he, he was he was overplaying it. Like, he was, he was too like, hey, I'm a hip guy. You know, snappy. I'm a hip, snappy guy or whatever. And it was just like... I'm a snappy he was, guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. He was fine, but... He didn't have the charm of a Darren McGavin. Even in like in the one, the Norlis tapes that we watched, the yeah, one, yeah. even Roy Thinnis was a little better because he was a little more like toned down and he was he seemed more serious. But at any rate, yeah. So well, this man. is this is an oddball movie. I mean, basically, it's like uh, this this woman to one of the sisters hires the private eye to yep. investigate. Because she's being accused of some murders. There was a time in the 70s where PIs were like a big part of our yeah, culture. Like, yeah, right. And then, I think then Magnum PI came along and then and that ended, ended everything. Cause, yeah, know, okay. yeah, kind of. Because it was like, yeah, we don't need these guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was really cool to be a PI. <laughs> yeah. In the 70s and <laughs> like 60s. Like, my camera. It's like, uh, yeah. You're like, wow, this is a really, this is a career I wanna option. I want to do this. You this know, is an option like, for my nah, career. And you're like, no, I don't nah, think it is. Not that much, you know. So yeah, so she so hires a PI. She, she hires him, you know, Tony Franciosis to investigate these murders that are happening. And I mean, you know, and, and it's and it, ter- it turns out that she's like she has a twin sister, and these murders are happening to all her boyfriends. Yeah, they're all getting murdered. So there's a scene in the beginning where it's like they're at a bar or someplace like that, and like this this like German woman picks up his friend. <laughs> And she goes, I I need my tire fixed. Someone to help me with my car. And, yeah, he, and he's like, car. Hey, go get it, man. You know, whatever. You know. So the guy goes out, and then all of a sudden, the the, the German lady starts acting really flaky and starts doing like seductive. A f- and she grabs him and kisses him, and he's all like, he puts it away. He's like, I'm married, or I'm waiting for my my future wife. Get out of here. I'll just fix your car. Yeah. You know, he 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 spurns her advances, you know. And then he like all of a sudden her eyes like turn red and he, she sees like in multiple images and the guy's like, No, no, no yeah. one of those and then the next scene is like, Oh, his chest the cops are there, his chest's been open and this and that and the other thing. Took her his heart. And took, took his heart, heart. You're yeah. Like, okay. And you're like, Oh, okay, you know, so <laughs> Mm. So then it so then it starts to lead off in you know all these weird places like you know he's 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 in, he's talking to the to the sister and then the the, the other sister shows up mm. with some other guy who was her ex boyfriend and then they start to hook up and it just kind of gets like kind of weird and stuff like that it's like you don't really know what the deal is because it's like it seems like Tony Franciosa is is liking. The one sister, the blonde Donna yeah, Mills, yeah. But then she ends up hooking up with the ex-boyfriend, and then he's like dumping her, <laughs> and then like he ends up, you know, getting killed. So you're going like, there's a lot of loose ends in this movie. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot of, and there's a lot. There are a lot of weird characters in it. Yeah, I don't know. I and, and I was wa- as I was watching, I was like, why is this not doing it for me? You know what? what and and because the scenes. They do connect, and then and then there's like 
he he gets to that um, where the, the coroner gives him stuff, but there's like the 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 police chief is the like you just well blah, yeah blah, 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 blah. yeah he's just yelling at him and 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 not. But then, but then Wojo from uh, from yeah. Barney Miller, Max Gale, yeah. starts telling him. He goes, "Look, you know, if you want, if you want to believe this, you can't be not." But yeah. there's this one guy who saw one of the murders. He's like a wrestler, and he says yeah. a giant spider killed her. And he's going like, "What?" And he goes, "Look, I've done some research on it. There's like this legend of a giant spider, blah blah blah." And he gives him like the the the, the dossier about yeah. this, like all because apparently they've been dying since a certain time, you know. And then he goes to see this wrestler, uh, who looks like Nikolai Volkov and acts like him too. Nikolai Volkov. But to, oh, but first there's like this precocious kid because in the 70s there was always they always took a moment to showcase some precocious scamp doing something. So this girl's like, I can get him for you, mister, but hold on. And then she does, she runs you know up and what? hit that springboard thing. You know, you know, I read that, that was the producer, Dan Curtis's daughter. Of course it was. Like, <laughs> th- like she, she, even what she did was very unremarkable. You're yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, so. Yeah, his daughter, yeah. yeah but, but the 70s loved showing us precocious scamps, with usually with a missing front teeth. Of course. And, and then they'd be like. I can do this. Watch this, and they do double dutch for a second, and they go, "Okay, let's go on with the plot device." And then, so then she does her little springboard thing, and then they go, "Okay, here's that guy you were looking for," and you're like, "Oh, you get me again, precocious scamp." Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, yeah. And, but now, then and, and like, the seventies oh. was the end of precocious scamps because there are no more. Oh, but then they took over. Anymore. Then they were really smart. That <laughs> in the eighties and nineties, and even up to today. Kids are smarter than adults, and they're be- they're better at figuring stuff out. And oh, oh you stupid adult with your bill paying well, you with know. your bill paying abilities, and uh, you know all that yeah, other stuff, and, and screwing up the world. But uh, anyway, oh my god! But anyway, so yeah, Kids, <laughs> they're losing. So the guy's like tells tells him the story, and he's yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" You know? Yeah, he doesn't believe it, but then he's like, "But I'm intrigued." You but know? yeah, so then other murder starts happening, and he starts getting. Like closer to the case, and then like towards the end of the movie, you start seeing like Donna Mills ends up going to the house or something like that yeah. to you know to 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 see her sister because she wants to ask her what's going on. And before that, the you know Patty Duke's like with the full moon, she turns into oh, I know it was the full moon thing too. Cause <sighs> the full moon turns her into the Black Widow. Or yeah, whatever. the spider thing, and and like this is the part where you're like, okay, what's going on? Because now at this point, the PI is hooked up with. With uh, Pinky Tuscadero. She's giving them clues and, and stuff. And they're like reading these things and it's like, okay, so the Black Widow is like a werewolf that it comes out with a full moon and you're like, now wait a minute. And then, then he stumbles upon uh, the backstory, thankfully, where he's like, oh, these two kids were, were they, they got into a plane crash and the mother and two kids lived. But they were all bit by insects. Yeah, and yeah. Then he, he goes, goes and finds to the Indian. Yeah, guy. he goes to the Indian <laughs> guy who's like, "Oh, they weren't insect bites." That was actually an interesting scene because he goes to the he goes out to the woods where they told him there's this Indian guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that knew the story of the two the plane crash and the two daughters, and he's looking through this old house and he falls through the yeah. ceiling. And then when he falls, all these spiders fall on him. You're going of like, course. "Oh my god!" And I then, know. Gross. And then he's and then he's awoken by the Indian guy Jeff Corey. <laughs> And he see as he he grills them on the story of the two yeah. sisters or whatever. He goes one got, one got bit by spiders. She almost died. She got bit by spiders, but she was revived. And you're like, mm. oh, but they said, but the mother died, and you know the two girls lived, and you know, and it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so then you start realizing at some point that Patty Duke and her are the two sisters that were in the plane crash or right. whatever. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> he starts, he's, he's he's him in the in the. After all that happens, him and Pinky Tuscadero start heading to the house, and so does Donna Mills, the other sister. And then she's looking through the house, looking for a sister, and she finds her mother, who was there all these years, June Lockhart. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, what? <clears throat> and she's like some old crazy lady there, you know, and you're like, what was mom yeah, doing? Because the mom went insane, you know. From what happened, yeah. So as she's talking to the mom, she's like, Mom, where, where were you? I haven't seen you all these years. And, and then there's also another... Another caretaker too that's involved in this June Allison yeah, that yeah, shows yeah. up later. <clears throat> All of a sudden, what's her face? Patty Duke comes in in their German outfit, you know, as Eva Braun or whatever, <laughs> <clears throat> and she's like, "What's the matter, you know, sister?" And she's like, "I am not your sister. I am like so and so." And she's like, 
turns into the Black Widow and yeah. like mom freaks out and she falls out the window. <laughs> And when she falls out the window, it's a pretty good stunt, but you can see that it's a guy doing the stunt out the window. Of course. So she's like, she's dead, and all of a sudden the Black Widow goes after the daughter. She goes, oh, she's dead too now, you know? Yeah, but then she takes the last sister. And she's like, and she's got her yeah. in like a, the attic. And then June Allison, the, grand, the caretaker, goes to the other house and sees the daughter of... Uh, Patty Duke, and she's like, well, let's go find out what's going on with your mother. So she's the yeah. center in the other house. So she takes, so she takes the daughter and her over there, and then like so, and then Tony Franciosa gets there with Roz Kelly, and they're going through the house. And I guess they get, I guess they get the the, the caretaker, the grand, they, the uh, June Allison gets gets gotten by the girl, the little girl doesn't. I forgot how she yeah, gets away. She, I, well, she says, oh, go up and go to sleep. That's right. But then, um, so I guess that was, and that was it. Like they never really elaborated on. It. She must have just they never elaborated. So, but the other, but the, yeah. you know, the the uh, the aunt got it. So Pinky Tuscadero and Tony Francioso are there looking around, and then they see like June Allison, the aunt. She's like covered in spider webs, and like, oh my god. You yeah, know? she's totally like slimed and caught in like the web. Where you're like, oh, how are we gonna get her out? And then he like, so he starts. Oh, and the Indian, the Indian guy was like, the only way you can kill the spiders with fire. And you're like, okay. And he's got like a torch. And at him. that point, I was like, oh, you know, these were like, oh, the only way you can kill a spider or a werewolf is with blah, blah, blah. These myths were all made like in the 1800s. They didn't have Uzis and, not, and like, you know, yeah. and like shotguns that'll blow your freaking head off, you know. That's true. I didn't even uh, think about so that. I was right. like, fire was the. Yeah, fire was the de facto of- how I'm going to kill somebody, but. I'm pretty sure uh, I have a couple guns that would take care of a spider, you know. But so, so <laughs> they, they find uh, as they're going through there, they find uh, or he finds because I don't think Pinky Duskadero went in. He finds Donna Mills and he's like starts like freaking out, crying, and all of a sudden he goes and he sees she's still alive. So he un you know he unbags her or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you kind of get to see the giant spider kind of in the darkness. It's almost yeah. <laughs> kind of sort of you know that, and that's where my point of would CGI have helped this? Yeah. Or... Or would it have just kind of, like, taken the mood away? They... I have yet to see a practical, built spider prop that doesn't make you kind of laugh. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them on cars. Yeah, I've yeah, seen them yeah, from, the, you know, the, on the springs. Invasion, like, yeah. the springs from the, from the Gilligan's Island. Like, I really just have never... It's not something that... It must be very difficult. To make oh, yeah. it look realistic, make it look because these uh, they have never looked good. It's like <laughs> a know? puppet. Yeah, so exactly. They, so they, they, they were right to keep it in the dark. It, you know? Exactly. CGI might have helped it, but like subtle CGI, not like all of a sudden it's like, look, look Li- at me. I'm remember that fighter. '90s like liquidy looking stuff? That's what they would have yeah. done it with. So yeah, I mean, I think they used the best te- best technique, which was no lighting back like light it very subtly yeah, and, subtly, and, and, yeah. and and so it's just like oh this is a scary thing or whatever you know but that's it you know so so he yeah. shoots it but then he's got the torch and of course it sets it on fire yep yeah everybody's happy and then the movie's supposed to be over oh no oh yeah because there was a there was when she was getting dressed and this was very risque and i thought it was risque even to this now like this zoom yeah, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. they're zooming in on the girl Oh, Patty Duke, uh, she's Patty. getting dressed to go out for the kill. They're and they're out. zooming in on her on her crotch, and and there's like the widow X yeah, the mark, widow, the red X mark, uh, uh, like above her pelvic area. Yes, yes, you know, right. It's the pelvic above thrust. Her panties or it whatever. was a it was a pelvic thrust. Yeah. It really drives you insane. Okay. Um, Thank you. And you're like, okay, why are we looking at her? Oh, whatever. And then, so then, then like you're like, okay, that's the mark of the widow. You know, like you get it quickly. So she's dead. The house, like, does the house burn down? Like, yeah, it does. It burns down. It does it that looks gigantic. Like they, no, but it looks like they actually found an old dilapidated house to burn oh, down. Oh, they did. This is they they sat there. They 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 dwelled on that fire. They for they a while. bought that house in the permit. They're showing you the fire. Yeah. So they burn this place to the ground. Then flash forward to, he's, you know, Pinky Tuscadero has moved to Happy Days. So he's with this girl. Or uh, her name in the movie was Flaps. Now, no, that's a weird nickname, you know. I mean, not to be rude, but what? <laughs> anyway, just anyway. Yeah. so moving on. Yeah, anyway. so 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 our hero is with the girl, his love interest, 
and the precocious scamp is there, and they're at the beach. And, what? and, they're, and they're over it. The fact that their mother was a giant spider. Oh, yeah, fine. No Donna Mills was almost, like, like killed. And, and Didn't giant result spider. in years like, and years of therapy. Like, a month nope. later, everything's fine. They're at their beach house. It's, yep. like, idyllic. And he shows up with like, groceries and yeah, all that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I made, I made, I'll make lunch quickly. And, okay. And then the little precocious scamp's like, well, let me just go into this to, to the water one more time. Dun, dun, dun. A little bit less of a zoom on that pelvic area because it's a little girl. Yeah. And there's this, the widow's mark. Yeah. So the curse continues. The curse continues. But right it didn't the... continue. No, there was never a sequel. <laughs> it's curse of the Widow 2, Electric Boogaloo. This time it's personal. Around 77, those ABCs. Are, I don't even know if there was ABC. Yeah, it was ABC because at the beginning or it said NBC. ABC. But NBC was big into that. TV movie yeah, game. This, this yeah. was kinda movie like, of the week. This was when they were kind of like the the charm was dying out. Yeah. You know, Star Wars was hitting. Things were moving forward. But uh, I still find it goofy fun, though. Yeah, I think it's I think it's people malign it, but I, it's just like it's fun to watch these actors. You know, whichever ones are still sadly alive. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so and it's an era where it was like horror was somewhat. It was restrained, let's put it that way. It was way different. There was no torture. Well, I should say there was no torture. In Europe there was, but... And also, like, it's one of those things where I think they... um, There was a hard transition to um, rougher horror. Like, it it moved from the subtlety and the lighting and and some of the more noir influences. And then horror kind of became... it, It kicked into what I grew up with, which was that slasher, visceral, over the top, like... Um, like you know, violent, gross torture porn. Not like today's torture porn with the saws and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, but but it was very like over the top blood and guts and weirdness. Yeah, and well, and like uh, in '78, I think was Dawn of the Dead, so mm-hmm. that started. And off that did like that made it tradition. That made that changed the whole uh, you know zombie genre. So it was. It was um. It was the end of an era. It was. It this was. This is kind of you know, like the end of an era. This is kind of like the last. I mean, I'm not talking in. I'm talking like my opinion, and you mm-hmm. know, you can always find another movie that. But in my view, '77 was kind of like the end of an era for a lot of things. It was the end of an era for kind of mm-hmm. like some forms of rock music. In a way, yeah, they still continue, but in a way, the the golden age was gone, or the silver age, or the bronze age, or whatever. This is kind of like TV movies. They still happen, of course. But oh yeah. The the you know the Dan Curtis stuff. He, he after this he went on to doing like Winds of War, like big, big you know productions. He kind of gave up on the horror, kind of. Sort yeah. Of. And uh, one of the other things about it was like that movement. I actually kind of I like modern movies, and I like I like all, all movies. You know, all all the range of it. I actually kind of like this style of horror way more like the psycho yeah. like the i i don't i don't care for the over the, the top i thought that leads cool. to imagination like even to a certain extent which not this isn't a horror but like jaws how that was it shot and how movie. that was done and that it will scare me a hundred million times more than freddy krueger spraying blood all over the place and oceans there's nothing wrong if you like that kind of stuff i just find the other like the the cerebral style much scarier, my, Wait, you know. You well, you know, know, to me, it's like my analogy is gore is like porn. Right. It becomes the it becomes the point of the movie as opposed to a story or like a you know or like a a, a mood. It's just like okay, it's about well, hell, it's about even, banging yeah. and it's about decapitating and this disemboweling people. Yeah, and and that gross stuff where you're like, ugh, you know, even to the same vein, even good sci-fi is like that. Yeah. The, the, there's a very strong story. There's characters are, that are identifiable, and and they're doing the things that people will do, you know, would do in this in this situation. Yeah. And the monsters kind of, or the the impending sci-fi, is often very subtle, and then slowly revealing, slowly revealing. So it keeps you like, oh my god, what's happening next? What's going? <gasps> Did we yeah, see yeah, it? Yeah, no, suspense. we didn't see it yet. Yeah. There's suspense. There's there's drama. There's things going on where there's your imagination to fill in what happened. And that is your worst. <laughs> and, a lot, and a lot of times in movies yeah. where you see ultra gore and all of this, some of the most really, like, you know, scenes that get you, if it's somebody, like, cuts their finger or something like that, because yeah. you actually, 
You felt, felt that. It. We've all felt that. Yeah. Where you exactly. cut yourself and you go, shit. And you know? you're seeing it and you're <laughs> like, oh, that really hurts. Or, you know. Exactly. It's the little things that really get to you. But yeah. anyway. So, you know. yeah. All right. What do you give this one? A six. I'm going to go with a five. Again, didn't hate it. Um, it, it was, it, it, for me, it was kind of a slog, kind of tough to get through. Um, it, it was fine actress, well shot. Like I said, there's nothing technically wrong with this. This one just missed. Didn't engage, it wasn't engaged. Nothing could engage me. I, you know, Spider Stories, I was like, eh. But, again, I, maybe I'm being a little rough on it. It was. Uh, it's a fine TV movie. But th- we've seen so many seen kind better. of great TV we've movies better, that I consider, yeah. like, these the best of the best, you know. You're like, okay. The best ones were, like, in the earlier 70s. But, again, oh, this is yeah. worthwhile. It's yeah. on YouTube. It's yeah. hard to find. If you want to buy a VHS, good luck. And if like you it. want an homage to Patty Duke, you know. Yeah, there you go. Well, she's yeah, and and but you the VHS is like forty, fifty bucks on. You're on kidding Amazon. me. No, I'm not kidding you. It's a rare video. Note to self: Look for Curse of the Werewolf. Uh, Curse of the Werewolf. A Black Curse, Widow. Curse of the Black Widow. Curse of the Werewolf is a good movie too. It might be out cheaper on eBay, but Amazon had it for forty, wow. thirty, fifty oh, bucks. Some of this stuff ain't out there. Yeah. All right, here's a trailer break. Then when we come back, we're gonna delve into the why did I choose this category? The Fred Olin Ray. Oh man. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do shit. Get yourself ready for a mean double bill. If coffee don't get you, J.D. will. Coffee will cream you. J.D. will scream you. So take a taste of double trouble. See coffee and J.D.'s revenge. Doing it together to do it to you. Pam Greer, Lynn Terman, and Lou Gossett Jr. In Coffee and J.D.'s revenge. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent. Jerry Gross presents an unabridged version of Grimm's Fairy Tales for Adults, starring Snow White, starring Sleeping Beauty, starring Cinderella. Who was Cinderella seeing when she met the prince? What was Snow White really doing with those seven little men? Grimm's Fairy Tales for Adults, everything mommy never told you. Night Night, from Cinemation Industries. Rated X, under 17, not admitted. You fucking sneaky bastard. I'm gonna take you to work. I'm gonna nail it to the wall. I'm gonna crush your boils in a meat grinder. I'm gonna cut off your arms. I'm gonna shove them up your eyes. Dirty summon up at my own club. What a mouth on that guy. Blackularized and superflied. You've been macked, hammered, slaughtered, and shafted. And now we're gonna turn you on to some brand new jive. You're gonna be glorified, unified, and filled with pride when you see five on the black hand side. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Oh, talk that talk, John Henry. Controlling women is an art. I am leaving, Mr. Brooks. But where you planning on going to the zoo? Go put down that spear? Can a buffalo skate? What? I might not be the baddest man in the world, but I'm in the top two, and my father is getting old. From United Artists, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Got no food, got no jobs, our pet's heads are falling off! Oh, and for those of you keeping score at home, you'll notice that uh, there's like maybe 12, 15 minutes left, and that there's a reason for that, because there's about 12 <laughs> or 15 minutes left of this plot. Yikes. The movie I picked, uh, as I alluded to earlier in this in this, was uh, a Simple show, Danny movie. It was a Simple Danny movie. Uh, a request. We, we had a fan request. Our first listener request, I guess you'd thank say. Thank you, Roddy. Yeah, thank you, Roddy. Um, and uh, I was like, cool, why not? And then I was like, oh, wait, we did a view, but, uh, but I digress. So I, I picked, I looked on the IMDb and I picked The Tomb. Civil Danning. Civil Danning. It, yeah, it looked like it would be uh, a Raiders of the Lost Ark. Kind of. Uh, uh, you know, kind of knockoff, uh, Romancing the Stone. If you look at the video cover, it looks like It looks it. like Romancing the Stone meets Indiana Jones. How are you going to lose with that? Well, well, we lost with that. But well, anyway, it was, well. this movie was a very strange tale. Um, it starts off with Sybil Danning. I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. 
he's Star. the guy's driving. There's this weird dude who's driving through the desert, and he pulls up to some clandestine uh, airstrip in the middle of the desert, and and Sybil Danning gets out, and you're like, all right, that's cool. You know, she's dressed very late 70s, chic fashion, uh, tight buttocks, very strange uh, glasses. She's got the taking care of business glasses. Looks like on. she just finished like a cocaine party somewhere, and then she flew somewhere. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. And After So all. then he got out, and he's like, oh, I got what you're looking for. You know, he's like uh, some, you know, uh, Egyptian bro- brooch necklace thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she tries to s- steal it without paying him, and then he knee- she knees him, and it goes into this awkwardly shot gun battle. <laughs> no. And I actually laughed out loud, stopped it because I was laughing so hard, rewound it, and rewatched it. <laughs> this guy, the star of the show, gets out with a revolver, just a standard three fifty seven revolver. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes bang. And this plane explodes with the force of a million ba- uh, boxes of TNT. Like this, like little Cessna plane. It's just like a little personal plane. Uh, yeah. It blows up like they dropped a freaking a bomb on it. I I laughed so hard I had to pause the movie because I was just like, come on, man. <laughs> just like <laughs> he got it in the right spot, man. Just- it was- it you was one of the, the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Got in the sweet spot. <clears throat> so then there's this gun battle where they're like, "Where'd these all these guys come from?" But who cares? And then he just drives off with the, with the with the, the, the scarab, scarab the, the and Egyptian jewelry. And she's like, "Ooh, shaking your shaking her fist." And then that's the end of Sybil Danning in this movie. That's the end. And that's when I realized I wasted an hour and a half of my life, and I was like, "Ah." Oh, and then you get like. You know, uh, Aretha Franklin Jr. and her oh, all-star band of happy R&B people. That's where I was like, oh, they they just got done watching Indiana Jones, the second one. Remember, it starts out where they're yeah. in that stoop, they're in some stupid dive, and there's somebody hamming it up, singing something, and I was just like, oh my god, and there's mummies in the background, and you're like. That's when I was like, oh, I've made a mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I've gone the wrong way, and now I'm trapped in this Yeah, but movie. whatever. It, now, and, and th- this was just a stupid movie. I didn't... I don't consider it like, oh, this was a horrible movie. No, I, we no. got through it. It was funny it's enough. It was like yeah. beer o'clock, you know, buddy, exactly. popcorn. Um, so then, like, the next scene is these, the two, you know, archaeologist guys. One of them brings this... Like Egyptian dude, and he goes, "I'll tell you, I'll show you how you can go to the tomb and get more, get more artifacts." And of you course, they call him like a towel head and a raghead. Oh <laughs> man, I, and I was like, "Oh, remember the '80s when like racism was just awesome? It had like kind of ramped up where it was beyond like this ain't your mama's racism, and now like it was just prime cut." Sexism, well, well, racism, <laughs> like it was. Well, 80s are the glory days. I think racism stuff. still lives in Tarantino's movies in a weird way. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he's just calling them all these names, and they're like, "Yeah, I know how to get you to the tomb and uh, get you the the yeah. scarab of Nefertiti or whatever." And and rest assured, make no mistake, this is just like these are characters of. Humans like this, this is, you're yeah, not watching a, a real cartoon. person. This is a cur- cartoon version of an Egyptian guy, and a cartoon version of an American, and a cartoon version of a, of a professor. You know, you're not really watching actual things. These no, are just no, no, no. <laughs> and you know it. You know when you're getting into it. You know what you're getting when you see the way Fred Olin Ray. No, like, oh. It's 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 going to be a B movie. It's going to Boob- be a cartoon. Boobless, though. Not boobless. Oh, you... Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Oh. Was this, there a better version oh, of it? Oh, yeah. Was, I saw the better version of it. Off you, YouTube? You didn't... No, I actually downloaded it. Oh, uh, see... I, did, did, you didn't see that when they walk into the bar and the topless... Nope, the it, was, it, was, it was edited oh, down, so it was... Dude, you missed... I'll, so I I'll hate get, this movie. I'll I'm giving it. it a zero now. I'll get... You missed the <laughs> some of the biggest boobs you'll ever that see That was the other thing the 80s did. Remember, like, when fake oh. boobs came into being... Of course, strippers just were like, "I want two that I want a boob the size of a car," and they just no, you, you, you miss Kitten Navidad from uh, All right, see. from Russ Myers. We were doing a little. Isn't that Police scoop. Navidad? <laughs> no, that no. was her brother. <laughs> <laughs> Police Navidad would and come kitten. in if you didn't give enough uh, money and kitten, to yeah. Kitten. Um, no, oh, no. So okay, boo, to you. And you movie. missed that? Did you, and you did they cut the scene where like she's with the other woman and they, they the snakes get her and she's topless? <sighs> they. 
I think they did that like. Oh, YouTube, you're so. I know, because it, it was like where they they were there and she, they were talking about this seductive thing, but I don't think they showed it. Oh, Moving on. Oh my God. It's all right. So, your experience was much better than mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Sorry. the um, yeah, you know. So so then the, the brothers are like, okay, we'll go there, and then they go to this tomb in Egypt, and they immediately start figuring out how they're gonna kill the other guy, so they only have to cut this money by two instead yeah, of three. Yeah, real nice guys. Yeah. And then you're like, this is our hero. Like you you're no. not used to the type of thing. You're like, okay, whatever. Um, so this guy, the, the, the our hero, is wandering around trying to steal whatever he can. The other guy, his his brother, I think it was, goes back to to kill the Egyptian that brought him there, so they just have the, half the money. And the, the the Egyptian's already dead by the mummy, yeah, or, or the, by the... Yeah, because she's undead. She yeah, comes she's, out, yeah, she's dead, like a vampire. Vampire mummy girl yeah. person. What's her name? Not Nefertiti. God, I don't remember what her it name was. It was something like that. It was like Nadidi. Nadidi. Yeah, Isn't yeah. That, it, was a, it was a play on Nefertiti. Nefertiti. Played by Michelle Bauer, one yeah. of the uh, classic screen queens of the right. 80s. So she kills him. Then this guy comes back and... And he, she, she kills him too. And you're like, okay. And so then he. Well, no, one guy lives though, and he runs away. The blonde guy. Well, yeah, the, the star. He, well, he, he he bolts out of there, but he doesn't. Does he see her or not? I can't remember. No, he does, but he he's he's got the he, but he go, he bolts out with like the 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 scarab or whatever. The thing she needs. The thing she needs, and he's like, and he basically what he's doing is he's. He's getting this stuff to sell to like collectors. He's a Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Tomb Raider. He's selling it to collectors. So he, he ends up like not Lara Croft though. No, no. He ends up getting it to Cameron Mitchell and a couple of other people. I think he, well, I think he gives it to another other people. He gives yeah, he it to Cameron. Spends, well, there's two that they follow. The story follows. Yeah. He's done this with other stuff, but she, the, the 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 undead mummy girl needs the two things to to summon an army of blah blah blah, or or she becomes. Ruler of all of the world, then you know. And, and Cameron Mitchell turns out wants the the archive because he wants to bring her back and find out how to be immortal. Yeah, Car- 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 uh, Cameron, Cameron Mitchell, Mitchell wants Mitchell. to be immortal. The, there's another guy that just wants this because he wants to study and advance the the studies of Egyptology. Right, right, right. The guy's doing it for yeah. One's evil, one's the one's good. Yeah, yeah. The evil guy has a do- has a niece. At, at the same college that it is kind of like the love interest and then the professor who is doing it for studious has like a a son who's like a real kind of a dog right, yeah. that likes that he's a womanizer but he's not a bad guy they're just yeah, no, yeah. so you see the love interests are introduced very quickly in this movie yeah and um, then you know the the egyptian vampire woman is out to like kill both of them, and then she's also out to sacrifice women for something other or the other. For, Just for power, she's for, like or, a, or for showing. She's a bisexual women. vampire lady. Yeah. Um, so, aren't they all the bad guy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, our Tomb Raider hero gets back to the city. He leaves Egypt. He gets back to the city, and that's where he like he he makes the deal. He sells the one thing to Cameron Mitchell. And at the other guy has the other professor had already bought something from him, the scarab. So you have the scarab, and that guy gets the uh, the necklace, uh, Cameron Mitchell. So the lady shows up at our hero's uh, Tomb Raider's house, and like she's she's very sexy or pretty woman, you know. So she like kind of goes in, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And she puts a scarab in his heart, which makes it he's now her slave. And she just does a little hand motion, and the scarab starts choking his heart and kills him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she wants to, but she keeps him alive because that's her henchman. So now he, now our hero's the henchman of the, the the queen zombie girl, and they go, they set off to get these artifacts. So first they go and get it from Cameron Mitchell, and and Cameron Mitchell's trying to get the scarab from the other guy, so he has the complete thing because he's really trying to be evil and live forever. Um, and the other guy's like, oh, I'm really studious. So she goes... Who does she kill first? She kills the professor first, doesn't she? I think she kills Cameron Mitchell first. I can't remember which one. I can't remember either. So whatever. So she kills Cameron Mitchell first. She and kills get, him. And gets the... She goes to his office and he mm-hmm. tries to cut a deal with her. And she's get, then you find out she's got like some hand... Laser power. Laser power thing. So, that uh, was as far as CG went in the, in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she kills him and takes the... Now she, has, she only needs that one last thing. Yeah. Um... And then at that point, the girl there... Oh, no, wait. 
because he, why he, the, the, I think the professor is killed first okay. with the womanizing son because remember this because those two show up at the office and they're like, where'd our professor? Where'd that guy go? And he's like, oh well, it's on the book, but I haven't talked to him for yeah, year, yeah, for, right for years, so right it must he must have wanted to tell me something. So, the, so that she gets the scarab and kills the guy, pulls his heart out. That's right. That's and then right, the super yeah. gruff cops like. Oh, you know, he he's being like a jerk. There's this, like, jerk cop who looks like it should be Adam West. They wrote it for Adam West, but Adam West was like, no thanks. Nah, he was doing uh, a Batman convention that week. Exactly. Made way more money at the Batman convention. Doing the convention. Batman car show. So, so then, like, now the son and this very odd-looking white-bearded guy, his, yeah, his yeah, colleague, yeah, yeah, are, yeah. are trying to find who murdered him. So they go to Cameron Mitchell's uh, office, and he's like, no, I, I don't know. And then uh, that's when our plucky love interest shows up and with her dissertation, and it's like this book thing. And so then now the, the son runs after and like, oh, I really need this information. And by the way, we're going to be love interests. And she's like, oh, okay, whatever. And she has like the world's biggest owl glasses I've ever seen. Late 70s, early 80s, man. Those <laughs> you didn't know where the glasses stopped and the face started. Uh, so, so, so now they're kind of like together a little bit, you know. But but just like flirtatiously, not they're not yeah, banging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then the lady shows up and kills Cameron Mitchell for the last piece. Now she's like got the last piece. That's right. For some reason, she still keeps pursuing the two the two youngsters. I don't know why. We nobody knows why. She just does. And obviously they saw. Well, she at the end you find out she needed the girl for a sacrifice. Right, but I mean, from my my thought was like you could have gotten anybody, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she and obviously at this point you go like, oh, you saw the Technar scene from Terminator, because <laughs> they really are playing up the that bar scene from Terminator when the girl's trying to get her, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. a very famous scene. It's been it's yeah, been yeah, homage yeah. the shit out of you know. So it's it's kind of all over the place. So then. They like she's like still doing this weird sexual stuff every now and then. Uh, yeah, picking up people and bars. Yeah, and them weird and stuff. stuff. And then, and well, she's a vampire. And then the kid and the 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 odd friend go and cut the scarab off our hero's heart. Yeah, because he, yeah he got him Tomb Raider. Him. Now he has two patches on. Because that controlled him. Right now he now it doesn't. And you're like, okay, that's weird. They did it with a switchblade, which is like I don't think that would work. But whatever. So. Now those three go to save the girl because now she's gotten the girl. She's doing the sacrifice to make her queen of all the universe. Yeah. So they show up and weird lightning happens. And she zaps a couple of guys. Yeah, she yeah. zaps oh, a couple of CIA oh, there's guys. A, there's involved. a CIA uh, plot cul-de-sac that goes nowhere. And yeah, yeah, Who yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah. A you know. CIA. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that's going on. And then our reluctant Tomb Raider... It's like okay, I guess I'll help now, and you know, because they're pinned down with the lightning, and he 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 goes and distracts her. So the guy runs up and cuts the our girl down, and then how does this girl die? Oh, she got zapped. She oh, what was it? She got she got zapped by something. When oh, when the girl when the girl on when he cut down the girl that like, was she threw something down. I think she had like okay. an amulet or something down. When she threw it down, it like zapped the other one. It made her look like old then. Yeah, by disrupting it made her like yeah, made her age back and like turn into like a mummy again or whatever. Yeah, it was something yeah. to do with when with the girl on on the when she was getting like killed on the cross or whatever it was. They pulled the, they pulled the amulet off her and it zapped her. It did something to her. Gotcha. Yeah, it made her. It again, like you can tell, it's hard. Uh, you know, there's so much goofiness going. This on. This is a there. brutal movie as far as like, no wonder it was forgotten. It there's it it, it was. It, it was, was like a casserole of other movies, and so you forgot it because you're like, well... These movies were made during a certain golden era, which was the VHS era. Oh, yeah. They were made... They, I don't know if this even played theatrically. It may have, but it was definitely made for home video. If it did, it was for 20 minutes, and you're like, the, the, yeah, This was during it. the great era of the 80s where like every neighborhood had a mom-and-pop video store, as opposed to now where every neighborhood has an adult you know, novelty store, like we were talking about earlier, <laughs> yeah. which I wish would go away and the real video stores would come back. But thank you, Blockbuster, for killing all of them. Yeah, so the, um, yeah, basically, much how we talk about how they just cranked them out for the drive-ins. Like they were the, cranking them the, out for the video were, stores. They, they just shifted right over to video the stores. The video store became the drive-in. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and they just cranked it out nonstop, and, it, and this was a... a, a 
obvious uh, byproduct of that era. I mean, my, my friends would go cares? every Friday night, you know, to a video store, grab like two or three movies, some beer, and watch all night. Oh, movies. make certain there there was strategy to this. You had to get there early enough so that the good, some of the movies were still there, but you wanted to do it over the weekend because you got that free day. Weekends were always like a free day. Like if you do it during the week, you got it for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because yeah, yeah. they're closed Sunday, you got it through mo- Monday, so it was Tuesday return. There was a very definite, like smart people had a real strategy to do this stuff, you know. Plus it was the weekend, you know. Was like I always you worked. Work I worked whatever. second shift, so uh, I would always like be there around eleven in the morning on Friday. Uh, really? And I would get all the best stuff because the after work crowd hadn't come in and and scavenged everything. So you get out like one in the morning and watch movies and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, but I meant like I would get it for the weekend, but I would go there. Before the people Be- got like out of work. Before people got out of work. So and but not right right it open because sometimes they still were shuffling tapes. Yeah. So yeah, I had yeah. this whole thing down, you know. But th- and that's this is this was this was not they 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 had the cameo from Sybil Danning to splash a sexy a name. name on it because everyone else was. Who yeah, Carradine. Yeah, yeah. For John, one or two scenes. John Carradine was Cameron there. Mitchell for a few scenes and Sybil Danning for one. Yep. Michelle Bauer, who became a big scream queen, and then uh, I forgot who else was in it. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you give this one? I'll give it a six. I mean, I enjoyed it. I have it on video. So I gave, years ago, somebody gave one to me, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, I had a few laughs with it's it. It's a shame you didn't have it, the, the Curse of the Black Widow on video. Uh, well, this one, I bet that. you this was probably worth money on video. It's, it's a clamshell. It's one of those big old... I bet you it's worth some money, but yeah, somebody gave it to me wow. years ago, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go... With, I'll go with a six as well. Um... This yeah, one was I, funny enough that you kept watching. And, and unfortunately, you didn't see the uh, you know the one or two boobs. They would have a seven. They're, they're big boobs, <laughs> yeah. man. All right. I guess that's going to be it for this week. Uh, my name is Malamy, as always. Dr. Morbius. And we'll see you next week with probably still a little bit more entertaining movies. But we'll, uh, you never know. I can't I promise know. anything. I can't promise. I downloaded a lot of really bad movies this oh, week. Oh, boy. <laughs> see you next week, everyone. little mushroom and there was a meadow ready to cry and there was a sparrow gray little sparrow and there was an eagle silent and high and the lord said laugh children laugh the lord said laugh children laugh the lord said laugh children laugh the lord said laugh and the Lord, he said, I created for you a world of joy from out of the blue. And all that is left to complete the joy, just the laugh of a girl and boy. And there was a garden, a beautiful garden, held in the arms of a world without joy. And then there was laughter, wonderful laughter, for he created a girl and a boy. And the Lord said, oh, laugh, children laugh, the Lord said, laugh, children laugh, the Lord 